pray together. Thank you, Father God, for the beautiful opportunity to be in your house today. We need your presence and the touch of your hand. We claim every promise from the great word of God. Open our understanding and encourage and inspire your children in Jesus' great name. And everybody said amen. amen. All right. If you have a Bible this morning, turn your attention to the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah. Now, if you're not real familiar with your Bible, and you might know where the book of Psalms is, just move forward a little bit in the book of Psalms, and you will come to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah has 66 chapters. We're going to look at chapter 35. Chapter 35. Appreciate each and every one of you that is here this morning. We want to continue to worship the Lord after his good presence. Isaiah chapter 35, and if you would look at verse 8. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring man, though fools, or the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. And we'd like to work on God's highway this morning. God's highway. Your Bible teaches you just another page or two over here in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 said the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The Lord said, Cry, and he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Everybody said, Amen. This is what your Bible gave you in a forerunning, a um, wake up, it's something's coming, pay attention to this, and uh, as you begin to see this preview, then you come to the New Testament and you read about John the baptizer, how that he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, and he was saying, prepare you the way of the Lord, and he was making the path straight. He was preparing people's hearts and getting things ready because Jesus the Christ was coming. The John the baptizer, they asked him one time if he were the Christ or should they look for another. And he made it crystal clear that he said, I'm on the decrease and he's on the increase. I'm not the one that you're to look for. He said, the one that you're to look for, he said, I'm not even worthy to stoop down and unloose his shoe latchet. Okay, so one day he told them, behold, or take a look, the Lamb of God 
cometh over the hillside that taketh away the sin of the world. And I'm quite sure to their eyes and to their flesh that the one coming over the hillside wasn't meeting up to their expectations when they first saw him. He, he, the Bible said there was no beauty that when you saw him you would desire him. This was not ever to be built around the flesh and the things that people in this life pay a lot of attention to and what uh, makes them feel exhilarated and happy. Uh, those are the things that man rejoices over. This is not at all what the Spirit of the Lord was bringing. He wasn't going to appeal to the flesh. He wasn't going to appeal to the carnal nature, in other words. He was bringing the Spirit robed in a body. And that Spirit was going to work through that man, Christ, and reach out to the lost and the dying. Bring the message of salvation to them. He wasn't coming with bright lights, and he wasn't going to come in a manner that would, uh, you know, tickle their flesh and, and get all their natural senses uh, going here. It was going to appeal to the real things that are important. The things that we get excited about down here are not lasting things. They're not pure things. They're not righteous things. They're not holy things. These are things that are temporary. These are things that are going to pass away. But the things that the Lord bringeth, these are eternal things. We're looking for, as Abraham, that city and foundation that God's the maker of. It's something eternal. It's not going to pass away. It's world without end. And everybody said amen. So you know what? I, I need something here that um, I, need, I need this highway that God's got. He prepared this highway. He's making this highway. And he had something on the highway that was going to be good for each and every one of us. I need this highway. Now, you've heard, no doubt, of the information highway. Well, I've got an information highway, and it's from God. And the information that I have, um, Deuteronomy 17 and 10, he said he set up a system, the Lord God did. And in setting up this system, he said, all that they inform thee, you do it. All that they inform thee. Doesn't that sound a little bit like Mary, the mother of that flesh, on the day of his first miracle in public, a wedding feast at Cana, and how that she told the disciples, whatsoever he saith unto you, all, all that he tells you, you do it. Do it. And so we have a highway of information in front of us. The Bible is in front of you. The Word of God. The Scripture teaches that it's for an instruction here. It's for an information here. It's going to give you some good information and it's going to instruct you about that information. It's going to help you to get on the right road in the right direction, going to the right place. You can hear so much false information. You can get involved with a, a highway of, of a gossip. You can get a high, on a highway of bad intel. Uh, you can get on a highway of social media and networking, and it can absolutely give you nothing but conjecture and rumor and falsehood 
and you'll be in one great big mess. Not only here, but more importantly, uh, you're going to be in a, in a bad place, in a bad shape in the world to come. You're going to find yourself going in the broad and the wide that's going to take you on a highway down. And you don't want that. You want a straight and that narrow highway that's going to take you straight up to heaven. Going to take you to a gate of pearl and a wall of jasper and a, and a highway that ends in gold, friend. And it's the gold of God. It's pure gold. And it's the kind of gold that he said you ought to ask me. You ought to get that from me instead of telling me you got it when he's saying you don't have it. He said, but I can give you what you need if you'll quit bragging on yourself and following the wrong things and feeling all full of your flesh and yourself and looking me type thing. He's saying, come on, you ask of me now and I'm going to help you. You never read in your Bible where you're invited to ask the Lord. You begin to ask him. you even told to call upon him. And as you do that, he's got the 411 that you need. He's got a highway of it. And it's, it's designed to take you in the right direction and get you to the right final destination. Everybody said amen. There are many people that think they're just fine. And they've got their nose up in the air. And the Lord is looking at them and he sees them as blind. And he's telling them there's an ointment that I can give to you, a precious ointment. And you can put that on and your eyes can begin to see. Well, what he's talking about is that great gift of the Holy Ghost, that holy oil from God, that it, it takes your eyes, your mind, and it clears things up for you and you begin to see things correctly. You begin to see it as you've never seen it before. You know, the enemy brings you down a highway that distorts your, your, your thinking and your seeing. All of your senses get all messed up. They get distorted. They get distracted. And they just get to going in all kinds of wrong directions. He wants you on any highway but the highway of holiness. He wants you to go down a road, friend, that is not going to lead you to Jesus Christ. He wants to put you on a highway that's going to bring you to him. And you don't want to go to him being the devil. You don't want to go to that wrong place. You don't want to wind up with him who absolutely wants to destroy you in that place called hell. And I'm telling you, there's nothing desirable about hell. There's no reason to desire to ever go there. It is a place of torment. It is a place of misery. It is a place where you will absolutely whirl without end, cry out and scream in torment and torture because you want out of there. But there is no going out of there once you get there. So get off that highway and get on the highway that will take you to heaven. Get on the highway that will take you to everlasting joy and the song of God. Get on that highway. Get on that highway. Everybody said praise the Lord. Proverbs 16 and 17 said the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth or he that guards his way preserves, preserves his soul. Now, well, the highway of the upright. What My beginning of, of uprightness is when I sit up straight and I start listening to the word of God. When I start reading the word of God, when I start entertaining the presence of the Lord, that's what I want to entertain. You don't want to be entertaining uh, people that are just interested in taking advantage of you, okay? Spirits that work through people and they take advantage of you, they just use you. You want to you wanna 
get involved with the good Lord here. He's out to help you. He has your best interests at heart. He is looking out for you. Everybody said he's looking out for me. Sure he is. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. When you get involved with Jesus Christ, the first order of business is he's going to tell you to believe and, re and repent and believe the gospel. That's what he's going to tell you. Repent and believe the gospel. He's going to tell you to turn around. He's going to tell you to get off the wrong highway and get on the right highway to get away from darkness, to get away from sin, to get away from the spirits that are destroying your life and get on the highway that is going to take you in the right direction here. So the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. It's a departure from darkness. It's a departure from sin. It's a departure from an unholy lifestyle. This is a highway of holiness. This is inviting you, drawing you, pulling you, tugging you, even compelling you. To get on a highway where God's Spirit wants to do you good. He wants to do good things in your life. And it said he or she that keepeth or that guards her or his way preserveth his or her soul. Okay? If you're going to get involved with something here, you might want to start thinking about how can I preserve my life. I want my life to end up in the right place. And it's for all of eternity. Everybody's going to live somewhere for eternity. Okay? Everybody's going to want it. The grave is not the end of it. The grave is just the place where this body goes back to the dust. That's all that happens. But your spirit has already left that body. That's why that body's going to the grave. Because your spirit's already departed. Your, your soul, in other words, your life has already left. And your spirit that's going to give account to God, friend, is gone. And what's, what you want to realize is it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. It, and it's entirely up to you now because he has given you the word of the Lord. He's given you the chapter and verse, and he's made a highway and put it right out there in front of you. It's a place that you can start walking on, and as you start walking on it, by the word of God, it's going to guide you. Then, long before somebody came up with a GPS, my Holy Ghost was a GPS. I want you to know that. He's going to position you properly. He's going to put you right on the highway, and he's going to, to position you to go towards the uh, gates of pearl and the wall of jasper and that beautiful highway, I'm telling you, is going to take you there. And every time you start feeling the pull of the flesh and the wrong spirit to go right or go left, there is that that's going to tell you, no, 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 no. You've got to listen to that voice of God. The Bible teaches that if you'll repent of your sins, that's your beginning departure from this wrong path, okay? onto the right path. Then as you begin to repent, and then the Bible said for you to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And as you do that, then God's going to give you the gift, the free gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's going to give you power over this flesh and over the devil and give you the great power of God in your life. Going to make you a brand new person. Old things are going to pass away. That old way of going, that old 
unholy highway, that, play, that highway that took you to all the dark places and all the wrong spirits and all the wrong involvements that made you dirty and filthy and nasty and unclean. You depart from that. You depart from that. Now you're getting on a highway of holiness. This information highway of God is informing you of good things, righteous things, proper things, and it's telling you to repent, get away from that old stuff. And as you do that, as you do that, and as you get baptized in Jesus' name, you get the Holy Ghost. Then the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, is going to lead and guide you into all truth. Isn't that wonderful? He's going to never, never, never bring you in a false way. He's going to bring you in a true way. He's going to bring you in a righteous way. He's going to help you to go in the direction that's going to bring you to heaven. And we want to go to heaven. There's every reason to go to heaven. There's every reason to go to heaven. You hear me? Oh, friend, but there's absolutely not one reason, not one reason to go to hell. Not one. Not one at all. You couldn't think of any, any good thing. You know, you heard it said about the, the fellow that said he was going to go to hell because all his friends are going to be there and they're going to have a big party. And somebody informed him and said, well, the party was canceled due to fire. <laughs> so, so you don't want to go to hell. There's no party there. That's just a lie of the devil. And you know what? That's what the devil does. He lies. But and that's why you've got to tell yourself, I need to be on the right highway here. I need to be on the highway of holiness because people who have holiness, they don't lie. Hello. People who have the spirit of holiness in their lives, they don't lie. They don't do that. Okay? But you can get on the wrong information. You can get on a highway of gossip. You can get on a highway of rumor. You can get on a highway of, uh, of innuendo. You can get on a highway that absolutely is a highway of deception. And it will, it will give you the wrong 411. It will put all the wrong stuff in your heart and in your mind. And it will get you going right, get you going left, get you going backwards. And all the while we'll be telling you, you're doing just fine. You're doing just fine. And patting you on the back all the way into the wrong ending. Okay? even to the point that they'll have a nice little funeral for you. You won't know anything about it, but they'll have a nice little funeral for you, and they'll tell everybody what a great person you was. And all the while, you'll be screaming in a world that they cannot hear, and you'll, you'll be crying out in great torment with an innumerable number of people and wanting to be out of what you're into, and there'll be no way out. And this world and this religious world will not tell you that. This religious world will tell you there is no such thing as hell. The, what little light they ever had, they've lost it. And, and believe me when I tell you that people have many, many, that, that wrong highway is littered and loaded with people with ulterior motives. And they've got reasons why they're not going to tell you the truth. they got reasons why they're not going to bring you what's right from God's Word. They're going to bring you the wrong information. Not only are they deceived, but they major in deceiving others. There is a spirit there, my friend, and that spirit is the wrong spirit. But I'm telling you, my God's got a highway. He's got a highway of holiness. He's got a highway of information that instructs you in the ways of God. And that if you'll let that info inform you, give to you the right intel, if you'll listen to it, then it's to get you going in the right direction and you can get to the right place and go between the gates of pearl. You can absolutely get on that highway that, it, that ends up and brings you to the final place of eternity where you're going to be all of eternity. 
Everybody say amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. I want to turn your attention to Jeremiah chapter 31 this morning. Jeremiah 31. It's just a little bit past Isaiah, by the way. But when you found Isaiah, it's a little bit. You'll come to, to uh, Jeremiah chapter 31. We're going to take a, a little something out of verse 21. Here's some instructions. He said, set thee up way marks. That means marks that show you the way. Way marks, okay? Set thee up way marks. The high heaps, another stone, all right? Pile up some stones so that you can see which way you ought to go, all right? All right, listen now. Set thee up way marks. Make thee high heaps. Set thine heart toward the highway, even the way which thou wentest. Again, O virgin of Israel, again, these thy cities. He was trying to give them direction. He was trying to get, and I to you, you want to see it as he's trying to get you to realize, like Abraham, that there is a city from God. There is a, there's a foundation that God is the builder and the maker thereof. And you want to set your heart towards that. You want to look for the, the, the markers and the signals. And this highway of hope had for you. Chapter in the verse, the subject matter that you're not sure what to do in a situation. The chapter verse, and you can then know what's the right thing to do. I'm telling you, they put these little programs in your vehicle, and it will tell you, tell, turn right here, turn left here, go here, third light, do this. And if you go the wrong way, it'll start yelling at you, you know, telling you don't go that way, you've gone the wrong way, back up, whatever. And I'm trying to tell you this world is filled with all kinds of wrong and useless uh, information. They got people on there and they're involved with all kinds of social networks. That's nothing but a bunch of nonsense, I'm telling you, to keep your heart all full of things that are not necessary. You get your mind on God and get on the highway of holiness and set you some marks set you some scripture and get going in the right direction and if you let God give you the gift of the Holy Ghost the free gift of the Holy Ghost and you start listening to that voice inside of you and is of God's spirit he's going to direct you he's going to direct you he's not going to let you back up you're talking about screaming at you friend he's going to talk to you real loud he's going to help you he doesn't want you going right and going left he doesn't want you backing up. He doesn't want you to be lost for all of eternity. He's trying to reach to you. He's, he sees a potential in you for the good. And everybody said amen. People uh, sometimes drown themselves in their sorrows. But the Lord wants to deliver you from the sorrows. He wants to save you from the sorrows. He wants to draw you out of many waters, the book says. And he wants to set your feet on a solid rock. And the book said that rock is Christ and that it's higher than we are. You get right on the top of that rock, my friend, and you let him lift you up above all your worries and all your problems and all the things that are trying to assault you and drag you down, and you let him protect you, you let his spirit talk to you, you let the presence of the Lord lead and guide you into all truth and all righteousness and holiness. You don't want to back up. You don't want to go in the wrong direction. You want to go forward for God, and you want him to keep encouraging you to go forward, inspiring you to go forward and everybody said amen and everybody said praise the Lord so you set up the marks you set up the chapter and verse you put some good 
barriers of chapter and verse, high heaps. You put that subject matter together. Lots of scripture help you in your daily walk with God so that you can be successful for living for him. And that's exactly what he's designing it all to do, to make you successful in living for him. And everybody said, praise the Lord. So remember, he said, you set thine heart. Set thine heart toward the highway. Toward that highway of holiness. Set your heart there. You don't uh, have what's right one day and, and lose it the next. That's not what this Bible teaches. And you don't let anything begin to talk you out of it. If you're not listening, it's not going to talk you out of it, is it? Sometimes you've got to learn. Somebody said, uh, you know, uh, speak to the hand. The ear's not listening. Well, sometimes I won't give my hand to some things. I won't even let them tell my hand. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to be any part of it. I don't want unbelief coming into my heart. I don't want to make a pipeline through my natural senses to bring in all the wrong intel and all the wrong information. Those people are not my role model. You hear me? They're not the ones that I'm styling my life after. I want to get my life styled after the ones that are doing what's in God's sight of great price, of great value. God looks at that and he sets a very high price on it. His appraisal of that is sky high and it's heavenly high. But uh, what did it say? Set your affections, your emotions on things that are above. Listen, it doesn't get me all excited what they're doing out here. I'm not excited about all the different things that the world gets excited about. I used to be that way, but one day the Lord let me repent. He let me get baptized in his precious name, and he filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, I don't care what they do anymore. I'm interested in what God's doing. I'm interested in where his highway is going. I'm interested in getting, what did it say? Leap for joy. I want to be leaping and excited about what God's excited about. I want to love what God loves. Amen. And I want to hate what God hates. There are things that he absolutely is an abomination unto him. We don't want anything to do with that. We're going to fight that off. We're going to resist that. We're going to get away from that. And we're not going to allow ourselves to be tantalized or to be uh, pulled uh, in some direction opposite of what God would have us to go. So we're going to set our hearts, we're going to set our affections, our hearts, on things that are above, not below, not on the earth and beyond. We're not going to do that. We're going to fight that off. Everybody said amen. Everybody said hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. You know, there was, there's so many good things on the highway of God. So many good things. One guy was very blessed one day because... Uh, at John the baptizer, as I said, he came and he prepared the way of the Lord. One place in Scripture said, whither have you made a road today? Well, John set out making a road, friend, the highway of God. And he was preaching and he was telling the people, and the day came. By faith, that day came. He was doing what he was doing by faith. And that day came when he said, take a look. There he is, coming over the hillside. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Oh, wow, what a great thing this is going to be. And as Jesus Christ began to walk that highway, the Bible said one day there was a man, his name was Bartimaeus, and he was sitting by the wayside. He was sitting right on the side of the highway, and Jesus was coming down the highway, and Bartimaeus was blind, and Bartimaeus heard that he was coming, and I'm sure he felt him coming. And Because, you know, they do say when you lose one sense, your other senses become more sharpened and, 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 and heightened. And, and boy, everything was just, all the meters, all the uh, meters were in the red, friend. He was feeling this thing, and he began to cry out, 
and, and, uh, and people discouraged him. You know, not everybody's going to be encouraging to you to live for God. Because when you start living for God and you get the light in your life and your life changes for the good and you get off the dirty, nasty highway and you get on the highway of holiness, friend, people get convicted. When you walk in and you're this bright, shining light, friend, and they're all in darkness, you know, and they're, they're pulling things over them to try to hide what they're doing. And you walk in and you shine a light and you, and you might not specifically be meaning to, but you just are what you are. You're the light now because you've got the Holy Ghost. So, old blind Bartimaeus, friend, healing him. Blind Bartimaeus begin as they begin to discourage him and tell him, "Shh, be quiet." Oh, people don't like godly worship. People don't like the joy and the happiness that is associated with the highway of God. They, they, want, they have uh, the devil worked through religion to bring about uh, a so-called. Now, the library voice is nice, library, but this ain't a library. This is a church house, all right, for the church, for the body of Christ. And, and this is where, friend, we leap for joy. This is where we lift our hearts with our hands. This is where we cry unto the Lord. Now, I promise you, you get yourself in a jam. You get, you get your, your back against the wall. Or you be on the, on the road driving and you're headed, realize all of a sudden you're headed for an accident, a head-on collision. You're not going to talk to God in a, in a library voice. You know? Or uh, like Brother Sal here, just, and the good Lord has healed him, but they, they said it was his uh, gallbladder. And he said the pain was so bad. And uh, I don't know how many of you have ever had that, but I've had a couple of calls a couple of different times about people that had that kind of problem. And, and friend, they, they could barely talk at all. But what was coming out wasn't library voice. It wasn't coming out real quiet. Coming out labored breathing. It was coming out with pain. Okay? And, uh, you know, David said, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard my voice. <laughs> and I'm not telling you God can't hear a whisper. Oh, he can. He can. But, you know, there's something about setting your affections on things that are above. And, you know, when you get happy, you have a tendency to let that out. When you want to show joy and happiness, there's a leaping, there's a happiness, a jumping. There's an expression of joy. There's an expression of love. All of these great positive emotions. And when you're in pain, you don't, you don't lie very well. You call on the Lord. You're not ashamed and you're not embarrassed. You, wanna, you just want to get it out. I need help. I need help. I need help now. <laughs> well, David say, answer me speedily. You know, well, you turn up the, the pain, and, and you'll, want, you'll want to turn up the, uh, the coming with the healing. You'll want them to come quicker. Get it here, Lord, now. Come help me now. Speak the word now. Everybody said amen. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm going to tell you what, share a little trade secret with you. Uh, you find yourself in a tough situation, you definitely don't be afraid to pray for yourself. You call me, I'll come a-running, okay? But I'm just telling you, if you ever find yourself in a situation, and you want to have faith, you want to have faith that you can call upon the Lord, you can call upon his name, 
You can lay hands on yourself. And you can say, oh God, I need you to heal me now. And you rebuke that evil spirit off of you. And as they did in a terrible storm, with their own hands, they had to throw some things overboard. But sometimes you've got to just throw the devil out. You've got to get that spirit off of you. He comes to give you an infirmity. He comes to give you sickness. He comes to give you pain. He comes to upset everything in your life, okay? But you've got to stay on that highway. And you've got to tell yourself like blind Bartimaeus, he cried the more. He cried the louder. He, he pushed his way through like that other little woman that had a problem in her life. And, and she made her way through the discouragers through the multitudes of crowd of people who are always trying to get you to go somewhere else and do something else. Oh, come on, we'll go to church another time. Let's, let's go shopping or let's go here or let's go there. And, uh, Walmart has got a special, what, what is it, blue light special or something? I don't know, they got something going. Come on, let's run there. You know, There'll always be something. Let me tell you about New York City. There's a place in New York City where you'll go and you'll see signs in the window. They'll say, sell! And that sign is like 35 years old. Okay? Just taking advantage of you that don't know any better. Okay? And you'll get all, ooh, I'd say you'd get all a Twitter, but I guess I can't say that anymore. That means something else nowadays, doesn't it? But I, I do think that all the Twittering is making people all a Twitter. And they're all, ooh, about what? You know, about what? About a lot of nonsense. A lot, about a lot of things that just don't matter at all and have no eternal weight or significance to them at all. But people are all, you know, about it. Come on. Much ado about nothing. You've maybe heard that saying sometimes. Much ado about nothing. Let's get much ado about him who is everything. All right? Jesus is everything. And everybody said amen. amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Praise so you remember blind Bartimaeus. You remember the woman who made her way through the crowd and through the press. And others. There are examples in the Bible. These are good, solid examples to help you, to, to give you a, a little direction here in what to do when your time comes, when your situation comes. There will be variances to it, but the guidelines are the same. The basic mechanics of it are the same. And you want to realize and wake up, blind Bartimaeus was not going to be discouraged. What he needed was greater than what other people had to say. And that he realized the importance and the significance of the timing. Hey, he's here now. And he's, he's coming close to me now. He's fixing to pass by. And I can't let him get by and not. What did the old psalm say? Don't pass me by, right? <laughs> we don't want to be passed by. We want the Lord to come right in our situation. We want him to do what he did to Bartimaeus. He said, hey, who's that? Come here. And what can I do for you? And he said, I, I need this taken care of. And he said, well, we'll take care of that. I'm telling you, there's healing on this highway. There's healing on this highway. And I want you to believe me when I tell you that. I've been healed plenty of times. And I'm glad for all the times I didn't need healing. I'm glad for every day of health, life and strength and good health. And, you know, you might want to remember to thank God for those days when you feel good. Thank God for all those days and weeks and months and maybe years that you felt such good strength and health in your physical frame and your mind. You thank him for that so that you build up a memorial of thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Take the young men when we have prayer in the mornings at 6 a.m. 
then we'll go catch a little uh, breakfast and send them off to work, and then I'll read them a little bit in the scripture. And uh, we were reading the psalmist and how he said that. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Yes, sir. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said hallelujah. You thank God for that good health. You thank God for a good day. You thank God for his divine provision in your life every day. That he's taking care of you. That he's looking out for you. And you keep telling the Lord thank you. You keep building that up because when the enemy comes and when he's able to get through and, and you get some type of infirmity or affliction or sickness in your life, then God's going to well remember how much you thanked him for that health that he put in your life. Everybody said amen. I don't know if I think I've told you, but congregations turn over a little bit. So let me tell you about the man that was in the hospital. And uh, he used to pray every day at a certain time. But now he was sick. He was in the hospital, but he didn't let that stop him. He still prayed every day between, I believe it was 4 and 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He would talk to God in his hospital room. And uh, the Lord talked to him one day, and he said, you know what? He said, you always prayed between four and five and talked to me. He said, and now, he said, every day between four and five, he said, you're going to get better. Every day I'm going to visit you between four and five, and you're going to get better. And God healed that man. Oh, I want you to know, friend, that my God is a miracle-working God, and he's a real God. And when you talk to him and you give him thanks, he hears you. He hears you. He's listening. He longs to hear your voice in prayer. He wants you to give thanks unto him. He wants you to call upon his name. Amen. These things are on this highway, I'm telling you. And healing is on, deliverance is on the highway. Strength and victory is on the highway. Answered prayers are on the highway. And these aren't litterings. These are heaps that are set up to encourage you. These are mile markers that are there to encourage you. And everybody said amen. amen. Everybody's the Lord. Amen. Information. Everything that the scripture informs you, you want to do that. Now Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, verse 22, the Bible teaches that God sent an angel to Daniel and said, I've come to inform thee. I've come to give you some information. You know, the Lord can come and talk to you. He can talk to you through his word. He can talk to you through a song. And he can talk to you in your heart. And he can, he can give you information. He can send an insight to your mind. He can open your understanding as he gives you 411, as he gives you things from him. And it will help you to know what to do in certain situations certain things that you're wrestling with, the things that you desire to understand. That's what the angel said. I've come to inform thee, and I've come to give thee skill in understanding. Oh, man, you're talking about God's people getting a knowledge and a wisdom that is from another world that transcends everything on this earth. We're going to set our affection on things that are above. We're not reaching down here to earthly, sensual, carnal, natural things. We're reaching above here. Come on. We've got our hands up in the air. We're reaching for the heavenly things. 
We're reaching for the things of heaven and things of God. I'm not interested in somebody flapping their gums and telling me what they think. I don't care what you think in that sense. I, I want to know what God said. I want chapter and verse. You know, you hear people, they'll say something. I'm like, uh, give me chapter and verse for that. Where did you say you read that? I'd like to mark that down. And of course, they don't have any chapter and verse. They don't have any subject matter. It's just what they're saying. Or they heard somebody else say. You know, you hear people uh, come around, they say, well, you know, it, it, didn't it happen this way and didn't that take place and what about this? Or they'll accuse you. And sometimes you want to say, how about a little proof? Do you have any proof about what you're saying? Or are you just repeating what somebody else told you? I like chapter and verse. I like God's proof. I like God's word. I like to be able to turn chapter and verse and say this is why I believe what I am presently believing because it says it right here how many people are told just to uh, take Christ accept Christ as your personal Savior you cannot find that in this Bible from Genesis to Revelation you cannot find that no such instructions or information was ever given that way in the Bible what was given and I should only have to have it one time. Something's wrong with me if, if one verse I can j dismiss it or set it aside. And I, well, give me another. And I get another. Well, give me another. You know, you're like a kid. Give me candy. Give me candy. Give me, you know. <laughs> Sister Marion's grand, granddaughter, you, 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 she's just looking at you. You know she's looking at you. She wants candy. And so you give her a little candy. And the hand goes out. And then she takes it. Another hand. Out. You know. Okay. Well. You know, all of God's chapter and verse is good. It's all good. But when you take it, take it in faith, okay? Take it in faith. Don't take that good, you know, word of God to you in unbelief. You take it in faith. You believe what it says. You let that, it's a highway of information for you. And you take that information. How much information do you take in that is not good? How much information do you take in in the course of a day, a week, a month, a year that is absolutely false, and yet you take it right in? No questions asked. You know you love that gossip. You know, you know that person that said, ooh, let me hurry up and tell you this before I find out it's not right. They get their, they get their uh, uppers by getting to tell it. Some people get by getting to hear it. All right? Now, what they were like at Mars Hill? You read your Bible about Mars Hill? I guess that's where all the Martians hang out. I don't know. But the Bible said they, they would go there to either to hear or to tell some new thing. Hear or tell some new thing. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Give God a big hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, you tell yourself that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the highway of holiness. I'm going to get on God's highway, and I'm going to let God talk to my heart. I'm going to let him give me the word of the Lord that is designed to instruct me. It's designed to inform me. It's, it's designed to give me information that I'm told to do all of it. I'm told to do this. And doing that, I'm going to depart from evil, and I'm going to begin to walk in the good. I'm going to, when God tells me and brings me chapter and verse and tells me to repent, I'm going to do that. 
His word tells me to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to do that. How in the world could you argue with being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? I hear people all the time, Jesus this, Jesus this, Jesus that, and you say baptism in Jesus' name. No. What happened? What just took place? What just took place is that the devil knows that the blood is in that name in water baptism. And he doesn't want you to have that blood. Everybody said amen. Everybody said hallelujah. I never want to embarrass anybody, but I know this young lady. There was a little something there that was, was fighting. <laughs> Did not want to be baptized in that name. But we got rid of what didn't want to be, and we kept what wanted to be. Everybody said amen. Thank God. Amen, amen, amen. You let the Lord work in your life, okay? You know, if you get cancer, we're going to hate that spirit of cancer, but we're going to love you. So we're going to separate you from the cancer. Everybody said amen. amen. All right. Good things on this highway. Let's stand together. We're going to worship the Lord here. Good things on the highway. Good things. Very good things. There's healing on the highway. There's salvation on the highway. There's blessings on the highway. You want to let the Lord begin to put your life in order. There's order on the highway. It's not a highway of confusion. It's a highway of order. Amen. Let the Lord begin to make things decently and in order in your life. He wants to do that. All of a sudden, when you get this great salvation, the light is so bright. Paul, who was the, became the Apostle Paul, who in his time of being on the wrong highway, in his time of fighting, and then his departure from it, he said the light was so bright that he absolutely couldn't see anything else for the glory of that light. He likened it to brighter than the sun at noontime. And in Florida, that's plenty bright, isn't it? But he said this light was brighter than that. And it, it was so bright that it, it just blotted out everything else. He couldn't see those things anymore that he thought was so cool and so great and that he chased after. He couldn't see those things anymore. And so he wasn't affected by those things anymore. Now, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm following Jesus. I'm following on a highway here. And he was told, what shall I do? going to be told you what to do. All that you're informed by this good word of God that's set for instruction in the righteousness of God, he said, you do it. You do that. Everybody said amen. Take a moment. Lift your hearts with your hands. Let's worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. You're to be 